Welcome to another episode of the Aspergers. Hello. Uh, yes. Yes. Why do we always do that? I don't know. That's like we talk about <laughs> for like an hour, but every time we do the uh, intro, I then go yes, and you go yes, and I go then I go so. Uh, it's a new week. <laughs> I do that like every time. Like I'm just sort of not sure what's going on. I need to like get better at uh, doing this stuff, you know. Yeah. Because at this point now, like you know, it's been over a year. I'm like so like professional podcast guy. Oh God, you've just said that as well. Like, what? It's been recorded. Yeah, I know. Right. Uh so yeah. Yes. Go on. You what? start it. What's been going on with you this ah, week? Ah, what a cop out. I thought you were going to say something new. <laughs> What's been going on with you this week? Nothing's been going on with me this week. I have had another week off and I spent my time building a massive Lego set, which was awesome, but uh, the end of my fingers really hurt and I think I did my back in because I was hunched <laughs> over the floor the whole time. Like, this is the thing. Like, I know Lego is, uh, you know, it's good. I mean, it's good for for me. Uh, I normally do like computer game stuff and I thought all this week, in fact, I haven't played a computer game apart from when I play on, play with you. Uh, we play like once a weekend, some computer game stuff. But, um, apart from that, I have not been on my games console. I have solidly been building this Lego set. It's a massive set, but, uh, yeah, like at my age, you know, uh, you can't be hunched over it the whole time. I feel like I should have, I should have thought it out, but whatever, like the damage is done now. My back's fine as long as I've not been sat down too long and then I have to I walk in a like crescent moon shape for about <laughs> two minutes and then it straightens out. So yeah, I've been building Lego all week is what I've been doing. Yeah. Um other that than um not much else. I am back to work on Monday, so that's uh Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, apart from that, you've been all right. You've had your first week at your new job this week. Yes. I have been, you know, I've been with you for that. Yeah. Been uh, meeting you for lunch and that, seeing how things are going. Because uh, you're all like super professional now. You're a super executive burger. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's, there's nothing else going on. No new stuff with any sort of develops with, to do with my ADHD. Um, you've been invited to a post-diagnosis group, so... Um, oh, no, no, I got... I, I then got struck off. Why? Because I didn't respond. Oh, well, you weren't going to go to it anyway. No, I wasn't going to But I was going to explain that... Um, so how it works in Bournemouth, where we are, or I think Dorset in general, once you get diagnosed, we have a cast team, and as far as I understand it, the cast team's actually quite good. From what I've heard from other people who listen to this podcast... Um, the services where they are aren't great for adults with Asperger's. I know there's a lot of services for children with Asperger's. Well, I say a lot of services. It's easy to get diagnosed, I think. But when you're an adult, if you haven't got like a dedicated team for it, it's difficult. I know a lot of people on here have been diagnosed, but they said that you just basically have a meeting. They go, yeah, sure, seems like it. Piece of paper on your way. Um, yeah. Right here, there's like follow-up stuff. So Scarlett and I went to it, but Scarlett didn't. Um, it's a group where anybody that's been diagnosed, so it's kind of like those that graduated, you know, to Aspergerdom of 2019 yes. <laughs> will get invited to the same class. So you've been diagnosed. They pick a load of people that have just been diagnosed too. Uh, and then when there's enough of you, they start a course. It's like a six-week course. You go once a week. It's for like 45 minutes uh, where all of you meet up 
um, and you basically get spoken to by... It's usually one of the people that diagnosed, so it might not be the guy that directly diagnosed you, but it's somebody that's part of the team that is somebody that diagnoses. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think my course was done by done by some guy that I'd never met. Um, But anyway, I knew he diagnosed a couple of people in the group. And what they do is they talk to you about what Asperger's is. Uh, They go over what to expect, things to look for. They might point out stuff that you think, oh, I didn't realize that. Which is different, I suppose, because at the time when I was diagnosed, we weren't doing this podcast. I mean, I didn't know you, so. Yeah. Um, There wasn't, I didn't really look stuff up. So I went to it because I went to everything. So when I got diagnosed, any like support or anything they threw out, I went to it. Because I wanted to know more about it. And obviously with my inability to focus and read stuff and yeah. that kind of thing, I tried to do my own research and it was a waste of time. So I thought maybe going to a room and um, having someone explain it to me would be fine. To be honest, I think it was, but I don't actually remember much of the stuff that happened in it. I mean, it was a while ago. Um I can't remember if it was helpful or not. I've done a lot of therapy and that kind of thing, and I can't honestly think of one that was helpful but not that it not that it wasn't helpful it's just that none of that stuff's ever helpful with me because I'm a nightmare because when I go to stuff I uh, don't really absorb it or don't really pay attention um but you've chosen not to go uh but I know that's because you're going to be a room with a bunch of people you don't know Mm -hmm. which I always found the point of a group for people on the spectrum a bit weird because obviously (laughs) you're going to go to it and nobody you don't know each other. Yeah. Um, but then equally, I think the things they're going to tell you is not, it's, it's stuff you already know to some level because me and you have had these conversations now with the podcast, you know, like we're on episode 54. So like that's like 54 hours plus of conversations between me and you with the group, you know, with the stuff you've locked up yourself. I feel like you'd go to this course anyway and it, and it wouldn't. I don't know. I don't think you'd get anything from it, really. Yeah, I uh, think. I think for me, the main thing wasn't like a. I won't get anything from it. Um, although I think, yeah, I probably not saying I know everything, and I'm sure there would be loads of stuff that I didn't know. But yeah, I think. I'm. I've gone through. We've talked about quite a lot, and yeah, the group's been really helpful. But I think for me, yeah, the main thing was just the being in a room full of strangers, and then possibly having to talk even if I don't have to talk just being in a room full of strangers would probably inhibit me from being able to actually take in any information because I'd be too busy focusing on the group full of strangers well I don't think you'd go in anyway so as much as you're saying like um you know that you would not sure how it'd go I'm not sure you'd go in there it's not like, so like obviously with your new job uh, that you've started, I know that you were worried about like going in there, you know, going to a bunch of people that you don't know, yeah. going into a room of people you don't know, you know, it's it's quite a big building that you work in. I know all that stuff for stuff, but I know with you, when someone's expecting you and you're supposed to be there and you've signed contracts and all that kind of stuff and you're being paid to be there and it's your job, you have this like drive that will make you go in, <clears throat> yeah. even though you don't want to go in. Whereas with this group... If you don't turn up, you don't turn up. There's no consequence. <laughs> Nothing happens. So I feel like because there's no like what you would deem consequences of not going, yeah. you, I don't think you'd go. I don't no. think you would have gone anyway, even if you'd put yourself down for it. But I don't think you're missing out. There was another thing that they said you should go on, which was like a um, 
uh, it was like a single, it's like a similar thing, but it's one-on-one. Yeah. Uh, and you can take people with you. So I know you were thinking about going to that and making me come with you. I say make, I offered. But yeah. like, um, yeah, I know we're thinking about doing that instead. But anyway. Anyway. Is there anything else that's new with you? I kind of have just said what's new with you for you. I'm quite chatty this morning. I know, I like it. You've, <laughs> you've been quite chatty all morning. It's nice. Uh, yeah, I think it's because we, we just went out for breakfast uh it might be the 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 we had a cbd latte might be that yeah i don't think it's the cbd point but i know it's not decaffeinated so and i don't normally do caffeine yeah uh which is good i like it when you're chatty because obviously i am not always the chattiest of people so i think it really helps to balance us out true Right. Yes. Down to business. Yes. This week's episode. Yes. Uh, this week's episode I wanted to do on worrying. Um, ah, yeah. I was wondering what this episode was on because like, <laughs> usually right before we discuss what we're going to talk about. No, but, I've got the agenda. But yeah, we didn't today. And I did think like that what we were going to do was we were going to do that first bit that we always do. And then you were going to go, so this week's episode, and then all of a sudden go, oh no, I haven't thought of anything. And then I thought we were going to have to pause it, have a little discussion. We've never had to pause it and have a discussion. I'll have you know that every time I hit record on this, like on my phone to record these podcasts, if you don't know, I definitely know. I wouldn't have started this if I didn't know what the topic is. No, but I don't know. I thought maybe today you'd forgotten. I'm not sure. And like, I mean, we have had to... But on the odd occasion, we do have to pause the episode uh, and sometimes then rewind and redo bits because there have been a couple of times where <laughs> we've definitely had some bloopers. We've had so many bloopers. Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple of times where we've had to record over this because I swore or um, uh, you just started rambling for no reason. I think uh, yeah. that, we had to do it last week, I think, because you were just... There was a bit where you were talking <laughs> and uh, you just were like, what? what? <laughs> um, which you can tell if you ever listen to these episodes back and you hear a bit that sounds like it just suddenly stops or the like the background. Like, there's always like a background noise when you're recording and you hear it stop and then change again. That's because we've had to re-record or go back or some bits where it seems like it just suddenly stops what we're saying or there's like a weird hookup between conversations that doesn't seem to work. Uh, it's because one of us has done something and we've had to then stop. Um, you can usually tell with you uh, if it's when it's halfway through you talking because if it, it you'll be saying something and then all of a sudden you go so yeah uh, yeah because <laughs> that's what you always do when we restart the recording yeah sorry that's a little side note to that but we we definitely sometimes I just laugh I just burst into random laughter well, that's fine um, the people that listen to this like you're laughing. Uh, Somebody on one of the reviews says you have a hyena-like laugh. I know, I loved that. <laughs> I loved that. Right, so right. back to the... Stop Stop this. Stop this procrastinating thing. We're getting to the topic here. So the topic is worrying. Don't slap your own wrist. <laughs> so, like, um, stop it. Sorry. Get it together. <laughs> right now. Compose yourself. Be professional. Yeah, okay, continue. Um, so yeah, it's mainly, like I was going to do it last week. Last week we did relaxation, um, and now that I think about it, we probably should have done worrying first, then relaxation, because obviously we're talking about one and the other one's the result. But like, considering that both of us is actually in a quite 
I guess, upbeat mood for this episode. Um, the Let's to- ruin that. The topic itself is is, <laughs> is not, uh, yeah, it's not very, well, I mean, I'm not, but what I mean is, is like for worry, I feel like worry for a lot of people. So there are people that are NT that worry and everybody worries. Obviously, yeah. But I feel like with Asperger's, um, it's different. Um, we, I think it's got something to do with the rumination and the repetitive thinking and that kind of thing that, I don't know, because I, we worry about stuff that normal people, I suppose, wouldn't worry about. I say normal people. I mean NT people. Uh, I try not to say normal people because, uh, you know, it, it's not like NT people are everything's easy and, you know, they have no issues or problems or anything like that. It's not like Asperger's are the only people in the world that have any issues. So if I ever say normal during these podcasts, it's because I just, yeah, wasn't really thinking. Uh, but I don't really consider NT people like oh it's I lovely. I don't think there really is a, a normal. No. Like, what would you even put as normal? There no, I'm just one. putting. I just say NT is neurotypical, and that is for people that haven't. No, I haven't got a diagnosis, but aren't on the spectrum. You know, aren't bipolar or any of those issues. Um, don't have any. I guess no, obvious yeah. mental health issues because, like, I think. Doesn't everyone have something? Yeah, like but just this... with some people, it's like it was really minor. Or with lots of like this mental health awareness stuff that goes around. Like I think over the last few years, everybody's learned that everybody's got something, you know, and everybody has like bad sides and good sides. Uh, of you course, know, to yeah. do stuff. But I think the worry is is a thing that is I think is. Um, I suppose exasperated it to some extent by having autism. And we worry about things that NT people would not worry about. Uh, like uh, things like catching a bus, like those of you that have to catch a bus on a regular basis. I'm sure there's times where you worry about getting on it. Um, you worry about making it to the bus stop at time. Even if you you know, are going to be on time, you still worry about not being on time. I worry about things constantly. Uh, example, yesterday, I've bought a pair of shoes that are too small for me, mm-hmm. but I measured my own feet. Like, I have not known my own shoe size for ages. I've been wearing size 10s forever, uh, and it turns out I'm actually an eight and a half. So, like, for a <laughs> long time, I've been wearing, like, shoes that were too big. I tried measuring my own feet uh, with a tape measure. I couldn't. Uh, I then started writing down stuff, drawing round my feet, like yeah. measuring across stuff, uh, looking at various different shoe size charts. I was trying to think of shoe shops like Clark's who have these like machines that you put your feet in and it like closes it on your yeah. feet. I thought about going to Clark's and having that done, but then that made me worry about going into Clark's on yeah. my own and just going, thinking like, do they measure my feet? Will they measure my feet if I don't buy any shoes? Mm, you know, yeah, do they true. still have those machines? Because the last time I used one of those machines is when I was getting measured for school shoes with my mom. Do they still exist? You know, like, and this is just from me wanting to buy a pair of shoes. Like, I wanted to buy a pair of shoes, and uh, I don't know. I just, I started thinking like, what shoe size I am? I the shoes I want to buy are like these weird like canvas shoes, and my toes have always pushed through the top of them, which has made <laughs> me think that what. <laughs> Listen, listen, right? This is the point. This is what I'm saying. So because of that, it made me think that maybe I'm buying shoes that are still too big for me. But then, like, it led into all these other things. Like, oh, that's... I know this is... It's not like I'm I'm just... I'm sorry. It's not like I'm spreading, like, an anecdote here. I'm saying, like, 
where it comes from. It was a really basic thing of I noticed a hole in my shoe um, and it's always been the same place every time I bought these shoes. Yeah. Which has then made me think, oh, maybe they're too big. This isn't normal. I then started looking at other people walking around town that are wearing shoes and seeing if they've got the hole and they yeah. haven't got the hole. And it's making me like look at people's feet and thinking... Are they too small? Are they too big? I started feeling your toes while you had shoes on. <laughs> yes, you To did. see where your toe ended to where it ended on mine. And it was driving me mad. But then, like, I ordered a pair of eights because I measured my feet. And then I started thinking, oh, should I cancel it? Like, oh, God, what if they turn up and they're this? What if they don't fit? What if it's this? Do you know what I mean? Like, and it, it was worrying and worrying. And now they've turned up. I tried them on and thought all right maybe these are fine they felt a bit weird but then I was trying to convince myself that maybe it's because you know like uh shoes give after time and that's all it is and are they too small or are they just new you know what I mean and then I took the tag off them and then I realized they were too small and now I want to get a refund and now I think like what if they don't then I start thinking like well maybe I could just privately sell them yeah or maybe I could just do this or maybe like okay so I've just lost 40 quid who cares I could give them to a charity shop then I start thinking stuff like, will people buy them? Are there many guys out there with size eight shoes? Like, what if they just sit in the charity shop forever? Like, this kind of thing. And then it makes me think, why am I like this? Like, why, as someone on the spectrum, why do I just make rash decisions? And then they're stupid and it's a waste of money and then like a panic and stuff. So it all it all leads to something. Yeah. And it all started with me looking down and thinking, why is there always a hole in my shoe in the same place every time I buy a pair of these shoes? Yeah. Um. And this is what I'm saying. I know that, NT people worry, but I feel like their worry does not go like this does. And then yesterday while we were walking, so we were walking to a friend's house uh, because we're looking after animals in the morning. All that walk, which is like a 15 minute walk, I would not shut up about shoes and my feet. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And this is what I'm saying. So as much as you think that this is like a silly anecdote that people don't want to hear about, I'm I'm trying to... Only when you were going into like the description of your feet, and I was thinking people probably don't. Want but I'm just explaining like this is this is what happens, and like you can that that chain of events that just happened. You can apply that to anything in my life. Yeah, that happens, and yeah, with me it's a lot of stuff. Like with like, I mean, it, it can be literally anything, anything, yeah. and it a lot of it decide comes from decisions as well. I've noticed. Like we've done an episode on decisions before. But sometimes I feel like a lot of my worry comes from making a decision and then I spend all my time driving myself mad that I've made the wrong decision. Yep. Um, I don't know if that's the case for you, but you know with me for sure that you've seen me do... In fact, it's, it's not so much with you, actually. You just do stuff and <laughs> you're just like, whatever. But like you, your worries, are they come from a different yeah, place. Yeah, mine are different. But... but I would think that a lot of mine originate from decisions. I'm not good at making decisions yeah. and I would rather that other people made my decisions for me um, and, but, it's, and it's not because I can't, it's because when I do, they, they trigger like a chain of worrying events, like straight after where I drive myself mad with it. Yeah, I like to add to that because, yeah, the shoe thing is definitely a thing that happened um, yesterday, which <laughs> I love it. I like I shouldn't love your worrying. I don't like the fact that you're getting stressed, but it does make me laugh. It's funny listening to you. But like, in I'm, the... I'm glad my uh, pain brings you <laughs> no, some sort of enjoyment. No, not like enjoyment. But <laughs> oh no, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it is funny. Um, yeah, and yeah, you. Uh, I would say it's decisions. Like you, um, in a you you when you have to get a new phone, um, that's one that I think I noticed really early on into us being 
friends because I think you swapped your phone when we first started being friends and yeah like the amount of conversations we had about the phone and the funny thing with you is like it started off with you going I've made my decision I'm getting this phone and then you start talking about it and sort of like 20 minutes in you start saying but there was this phone I wasn't sure about that and then like we can be like half an hour into the conversation and the phone that you declared you'd made your decision on is no longer even an option of what you're getting and you've decided it's between these other three and it, it's funny because you also aren't the sort of person that really cares about like having like the newest phone or anything like that. It's nothing to do with that. We, we've had the same with consoles. Like at one point you wanted a GameCube. You wanted a GameCube for ages. You were like, I can get all the games I want on the GameCube. It's cheaper than getting like one of the newer like Nintendo games. Whereas like you could get all of the new ones. Uh, not the new ones, all of the ones you wanted on the GameCube. It's cheap. You're just going to buy the GameCube. You got the GameCube. Three days later, the GameCube wasn't here anymore. You were over it. We'd had all these discussions about the GameCube because you didn't want to spend the money on the Switch. The GameCube got put back. You got a Switch. (laughs) After like... I know, I know. And I don't think it's a bad thing because I think it's... I know it causes you like a bit of worry but i think it's better that you're worrying about things like that than you know oh no i I mean it sounds like yeah i know what you mean i do have big worries there are are big things that have happened that have worried me but i feel like when when you're focused on like the gamecube you're not worrying about something else that's your your focus well yeah i think i think what it is is i think i worry i mean i worry i'm always worrying about something something always worries me or there's always something i'm constantly like a bit concerned about. Yeah. Uh, like, for example, I guess a bigger thing that I'm concerned about at the moment is I've been off for two weeks. Well, I've been off for 16 days. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm back <laughs> at work tomorrow. Uh, we've got, like, new management. Everything's different. I have, a, like, a bit of a worry about that. Um, but I think I pick stuff like consoles, shoes, basic stuff, because I feel like I'm trying to channel it into something yeah. else. I'm going to worry either way, but I'd rather put it into something that I can control. So like with shoes, I can buy them, return them. Do you know what I mean? Like it's easier. The things yeah. that are big stuff that I have no control over whatsoever, yeah, definitely. Um, I, that I'm worrying about, I can't do anything about. They're just going to happen no matter what. So I just have to, because when I think, when I actually worry about the stuff that's worth worrying about, so the big things that have ever happened to me in my life, um, if I've ever actually bothered to focus on them, it's really bad. Like it gives me like chest pains. Like my heart rate is always like irregular, mm-hmm. not irregular because then that's bad, but like it's always quite rapid. Yeah. Um, I don't sleep very well. So I find no. it hard to go to sleep. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's loads of people out there that do this, but have you ever done that thing where you go to bed like in your brain's going crazy and it's thinking loads uh but you eventually fall asleep anyway because you're tired but then like three four in the morning you wake up again not because you need to go to the toilet not because you're awake not i know you don't do this i'm not talking to you <laughs> no i know I'm talking to people that listen to I this know. i know you don't do this yeah. you're, you're dead when you're asleep <laughs> like i literally could slap you in the face and you wouldn't wake up <laughs> like you don't count for this but like i know there's a lot of people where and i've done it where you wake up halfway through Sleeping and uh, I wouldn't slap you in the face, by the way. No, I know. 
just to, I know. just to clarify there like i i wouldn't i'm just i'm being extreme <laughs> like to what wouldn't wake scarlet up while she was asleep but like i've woken up in the middle of the night just to do some more worrying yeah you know yeah. like I wake up at like two, three in the morning and I'm awake. For, it's not like 10, 15 minutes. I'm awake for like an hour or so just to worry some more. Um, and then eventually I tire myself out with it, fall back asleep. And then I wake up in the morning and there's like a brief five minute period when I've woken up where I don't remember and I feel fine. But then it will slowly make its way back in again. And then yeah. like my heart rate's gone a bit mental again. My chest feels a bit worn, it worry. Uh, I have like my stomach starts going mental, yeah. uh, like stuff like that. So like it's it's things that I do and that's always like on some level for me, there's always something that I'm worrying about. I can't actually think of a point in my life or in my day-to-day where I have a gap where I'm not worried, with the exception of when I was building that Lego. So when I was building that Lego, yeah. I didn't think about anything when I was building the Lego. Uh, I was just building it. Like, like I said, it took three days to build. It's It was a huge set. I must have put like 10, 12 hours into building it. Um, but it didn't, it didn't, it didn't matter. Like I didn't, um, I, I didn't, it didn't. So like distraction stuff's fine. But when I'm not doing that, when I'm out and about walking at town. And the thing is with me as well, I've noticed that the more worried I am, when I'm out and about walking in town, so like got to go to the shops and that kind of thing. Yeah. I get weird around other people, so strangers that I don't know. Like, they'll be walking towards me, um, and I start getting, like, weird anxiety towards them. So normally when I walk about, I'm actually quite... I don't care. Like, people don't bother me. Like, I don't get, like, worried by people. But when am I worrying at the peak? It's not that I'm scared of people, but I become, like, really, like, agitated and cautious around people. Like, at any point, they might, like, scream at me or something or do something weird. It's like this weird paranoia feeling when I'm walking around town. It's rare, but I have had it. And that's when my worries, like, at its, like, all-time highest. I start getting weird and agitated around other people because I think something's going to happen. And I'm always, like, on edge. Uh, And it's a bizarre thing. But I've always got, like, an underlying minor level. So even at my lowest worry level, there's always something. There's always something on my mind that I think, like, what about this? What if that happens? What's going to happen here? What about that? Uh, And then there's some bigger stuff when things actually happen. But I can't think of a time when I was worry-free, you know. Uh, and I know this is where right, relaxation comes in. And we talked about it last week where there are, with me, it's not relaxing. I just, like, distract myself with stuff. But the distractions are only temporary and that kind of thing. Um, but I always feel like that's it's definitely autism-related, the worrying. I don't think I, it's, it's got something to do with me. I, I feel it's definitely autism-related because how the worry starts and where it comes from and how I process it and how I think about it, the patterns in that are identical to how I do other stuff as well. Uh, So like I said, with the shoe stuff, which leads to worry, I would say that my train of thoughts like that when I'm just watching telly, I don't worry, but like my, my thought processes move around like that anyway. So uh, I definitely feel like this worry thing is, is definitely part of my autism. It's not a side thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, what about you? Like, are you, are you much of a... Because you do worry. I've seen you do it. But like, is it constant with you? Or Because I know when you have got a worry, it's quite bad. Sometimes you have worries that are so big that they cause you to have meltdowns. Um, like, your worries trigger meltdowns. They don't with me, but 
I kind of feel like with me, because they're a constant thing, I'm that so used to them that I, I it doesn't cause me to have meltdowns yeah. from them. Like, I was going to say one thing about yours, and it, this is, it's not really a big thing, but I was just going to say, like, because I know some people like to listen to this and see if they can relate. I was going to put out, like, you have minor worries that will bother you. Um, just for people that are listening that might want to like know a little bit more like you'll do things so when we're like say we're out shopping you'll pick up a top and it's not this isn't so much a worry but we'll be walking around you'll be holding it and you'll keep looking at it and sort of going do you think this will suit me do you think I've got stuff it'll go with like do you think it's the right size all of these things and then sometimes we'll have been holding on to the top for like 20 minutes while we've looked around the store and you're like, yeah, I'm buying this. And then you'll just put it back and go, no, I don't want it. I don't need it. And we'll leave. And then sometimes we've left and then you'll go, should I have bought that? Or you'll buy something and then you'll go, does the collar look weird on this? Has it, is that a stain or is that part of the pattern? Is this, uh, do you think this is okay? Did it have any loose thread on it? And you'll do that. And then even like the rest of the day, you'll go, the collar was meant to look like that, wasn't it? It's not It's not like weird. It's not being stretched or anything, has it? It's, it's meant to look like that. And that's like a, I mean, it's not so much, I guess it is worrying, but it's like really minor. Yeah. But yeah, it is like a constant with you of just like little things that niggle at you and it will just come up. Like we'll, it'll be like two hours after you've bought it, we'll be having a conversation and all of a sudden you'll just go, but that top, it, do you think it was okay? You do that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> just wanted... I don't know. I know some people like to see it, like, relate. So if there's anyone out there that does that. Yeah, I, I would say if you know somebody, or if you're yourself on on the spectrum, and you know somebody that what Scarlett's just said, is you notice that they do that or voice, like, weird concerns and that kind of thing. It's usually a sign that, for me anyway, that it's something else that's bothering me. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what that thing is. Because a lot of us on the spectrum, we're not really that in touch with uh, like deeper stuff. Not like, do you know, like there's there's something that is bothering me. Um, I just don't know what it is, so I start making it about other things. You know what I mean? Like weird stuff that you just think, why is this bothering you so much? Yeah. Uh, and it's not. It's something else. It's just because when you're on the spectrum, you're so like not really in touch with some stuff to do with yourself. You don't understand where certain feelings and certain things are coming from that you have to make it about something just to understand it. So there'll be something that's bothering me that's on my mind that's like working me up, but I don't know where it is, what it is, and I don't know where it's coming from. So I then purposely pick something. Um, so sometimes like, for example, there's something big that's bothering me. I felt weird all day. I had it the other morning, didn't I, where mm-hmm. I seemed yeah. really agitated and um, I was like, uh, I said to you, I don't feel, I feel weird but I couldn't figure out what it was. So what I would then do is I would say we're out in town. I would yeah. then go to a clothes shop, for example, buy a top that I don't actually want or yeah. don't think I need a new top just to complain about it, mm-hmm. just so I can then channel all this like weird feeling into this thing instead because I can't pinpoint what it actually is. So it's nice to just purposely go find something to then go, it's that. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, and it never fixes it. Uh, I, I don't know why I keep doing it because the trouble is, is it doesn't fix it. And I'll buy the top, not buy the top, but I'll still have the same worry because that's not what it was. But yeah. for the hour or so that I can ramble on about this one thing, yeah, it kind of feels like I'm dealing with my problem. Yeah. Um, but I don't actually, I'm not. It just feels like it. And it's, it's kind of a relief. I'm still worried, but at least I can be like, it's this. Um, 
So yeah, yeah, that, I, that's that's where that is. I mean, sometimes I've bought stuff not because I wanted it, just because uh, I needed to to channel my yeah. worry into something. Um, but yeah, anyway, so like obviously between me and you, we've learnt that uh, autism is not similar to each other. But I would say that you are still a warrior. And yeah. I tried to start this in general. But you, obviously, like with you, when you have worries, um, I feel like you know what they are and you know where they're coming from. Um, but your approach for me, it seems to be to just try and ignore it. Yeah. When you're worried about something, you try and pretend like there's nothing wrong. <laughs> um, and with you, it's obvious. Like, I don't know if it's obvious to everybody else, but I've known you a while now. I've learned your, like, movements, your, like, body language, the way you talk and everything. So when you start deviating from what, for me, is your, like, base behavior, uh, I start realizing something's wrong. Like, we went for breakfast this morning at a cafe down the road. And you started doing stuff like rubbing your wrist and doing things like that. And I know that you only do that when it's bothering you. And I asked you what it was. Um, I mean, I kind of already knew what it was. I could kind of work it out. But I said, what's wrong? And you you always do this thing where you go, nothing. No, I'm fine. Nothing. And I'm like, no, what is it? And you're always like, no, I'm not. There's, there's nothing wrong. I'm like, what is it? Like, you're obviously something wrong. And I always do this thing where I'm just like, just tell me because I'm going to get it out of you anyway. So you might as well just come out with it now and, you know, we can get it done with. But you do this thing where you don't talk about it. You keep it to yourself. You yeah. keep your worries internal. Yeah. You drive yourself mad with them internal, yeah. um, but never bring them out and talk about them to anyone. No. <laughs> until it causes you to have a meltdown. And the trouble is, like with your meltdowns, your meltdowns are quite severe. <laughs> um, I've seen like people post videos on Facebook of other people's meltdowns and that kind of thing. I've seen enough meltdowns to know that yours are the violent, like quite bad ones uh and the trouble is with you is you don't want to talk about your problems you never bring them up you never say anything to me about it you just pretend like everything's fine until you have a huge massive meltdown um for example you had one yesterday where... i know and it was the first time in months and it was a particularly bad one <laughs> um like we threw the weighted blanket on you that didn't i had to throw the weighted blanket on you and then had to get on you myself to like get it out of you because it was particularly bad. Um, and I always worry because like the flat we're in is it's like it's a flat. So like there's people next door that I worry that like, uh, do you know what I mean? Like the noise alone, like that they think that like I'm killing you, with you <laughs> or something. So like I always think like, oh God, like I need to get it. So this is why I'm always trying to like get it like put out. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like a fire. Yeah, it's why I'm checking the blanket on you. I'm getting on you. Like I'm trying to do stuff to try and like calm you down. Uh, as quickly as possible because yeah you've had you've not had that many in this flat but I do worry about like other people thinking that you are yeah something really bad's happening like I'm worried one day the police will turn up and I'll have to be like no she's just on the spectrum <laughs> we're fine um but yeah you do that you don't bring them out like with me like I said I don't bring them out directly but I am quite vocal in them not with everyone it's not like I would talk to anybody about my problems but people I know so like my mom, uh, you, like some friends that I used to be close with but don't see anymore. They, those that know me well enough would know that something was up because I'd just be like, what about this? Or what about that? Or do you think this happens here? And what if this happens? And I'm like that. I'm quite chatty. Uh, sort of like how I am with the podcast, really. But yeah, it's it's like that. But with you, 
you pretend like nothing's wrong. Yeah. And sometimes you're really good at keeping it under wraps, but there's like stages. There's the problem that you're worrying about and no one can tell. Yeah. You're thinking about it, but no one can tell about it. Then there's like stage two where you can tell there's something wrong because you're doing stuff that's weird. Like the way you're talking is a bit odd. The way you're sitting is a bit odd. You start doing weird stimming that you don't normally do unless you're worried about something. And then if I can't get it out of you at that stage, we then get into super mega meltdown stage where you're trying to control it, but it's too much and it just is like you erupt. And then after you've done the mega meltdown, you seem fine again. Yeah. Uh, And then I have to talk to you then and like, what was wrong? And you know, after you've had the meltdown, you can't do the nothing because (laughs) I mean, that's just an out and out lie. Um, But anyway, like, how is it for you? Uh... Yeah, I don't always know what the issue is. Like, it's not always. The meltdown yesterday kind of took me by surprise. I wasn't really expecting that. Still not 100% sure what it is. Like, we've spoken about it. I think it, like, sort of guessed what I think it is. Yeah, I would say you're about right. Yeah, but, like, um, and, like, that was to do with the fact that just that I've changed jobs, not that there's any issue with my job. It's just, I think, a change can be a bit, you know, it's a bit... I was I was expecting one. I was expecting a meltdown yeah. from uh, you changing jobs, and yeah. you hadn't had one. So, yeah. So I think it was probably just that. But again, like I, that's more of a probably. I think that's a good guess, but I'm not a hundred percent. So I don't always know. I think a lot of the time I do. I tend to know more more than you do anyway. Like with what my worries are about, whereas I know sometimes with like with you, a lot of the time you're not sure. But um. Yeah, I don't I don't like talking about uh my problems very much. I'm not really a big I am more of a keep it to myself kind of person. So yeah, I'm not the sort of person that will talk about if I'm feeling really anything. I'm not really big on talking about my feelings in general towards things. Uh like not that I, I have opinions on things. I'll talk about my opinions, but yeah, like when it comes to actually like my feelings, how I'm feeling or any worries and stuff yeah I am the sort of person that internalizes a lot I don't don't I think I've always been like that I don't I don't think I've ever really spoken a lot about things that are bothering me I don't know if anyone else has the same thing because yeah I'm not and like I'm I'm in general I'm a really private person that's something that like differs between us a bit and not that you're like out there and open but you you are quite comfortable uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can tell people I don't know all that well stuff that some people would think, you know, like he's... he's the, for me, I, I can't gauge what I should keep to myself and what I shouldn't. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I don't have that issue, but that's because there's nothing in my head saying to me, don't tell him that. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, you're you're comfortable just sort of like letting it out. And again, that doesn't mean that you go up to a stranger on the street and tell them everything about you. But like, if you start talking to someone, you're in a conversation, you're not, doesn't mean you necessarily will, but you won't keep things deliberately from them. Like if it comes up in conversation, you'll just say whatever. Whereas I'm like, I'm very private with everything. I don't really like people knowing much about me, which is funny because when we do this podcast, I try and be like really open. But in, if you like in real, (laughs) in real life, I'm I'm really private. I don't really talk about myself very much. And yeah, it's the same with worrying. So if I'm worrying about something, I'm really private with it. It's not the sort of thing that I often will talk to people about. Um, 
like you said the people you're close to like you'll talk about things whereas the people I'm close to I won't like if anything I'm more likely to tell someone that doesn't know me than someone that does because I don't know I don't know what it is I think I've got this whole thing in my head of like whatever it is I'll sort it out myself I don't want someone else to have to sort it out for me so I'll do it myself and because of that I then think so no one else needs to know because I'll sort it out myself anyway and sometimes I won't sort it out myself because I can't and then that's where an issue lies that doesn't mean that people that tell people it's because they want them to sort it out I just in my head that's what happens so I uh so I think like oh, I won't bother telling anyone because I'll just deal with it so I don't think I worry the same as you do in the sense that I don't really worry about li- little I say little things the things that are considered little to your own brain because anything could be a big thing to a certain someone but with you I know that some of the things you worry about on your like typical day would not be even relevant to you but then when you're having a particularly bad day they become really big whereas I don't really do that I'm not if I buy something from the shop I don't then go should I return that should I not I don't really have that I'm a lot sort of freer or if you buy something and you go what do you think about it I'm like yeah it's fine it's no biggie um I don't have those sorts of worries I'm very I guess like free with that sort of stuff oh yeah I mean you've you've done stuff in the past where you will like for the sake of talking just because we've been using buying stuff as a big example this episode um you will just buy stuff realize that it was not what you wanted or not what you were after or you don't like it as much as you thought you did and then you just chuck it away yeah like no trying to return it no trying to resell it nothing you're just like i actually know whatever bin whereas for me i I couldn't i I know i'd either insist on trying to use it yep just for the sake of i don't i don't want to think that the decision i made was the wrong one so i try and then find some sort of use for it even if it is too small too broken too whatever but like yeah but it could be maybe i could and then yeah i just keep it I'm, i'm not particularly a hoarder but i do hang on to stuff that yeah even sometimes I know there's some stuff like that you've looked at and just gone, why have you even still got this? And I'm just like, it can still be, uh, it'll still do stuff, you know? And then, yeah. Um, yeah. In that sense, we're opposite. So I'm the sort of person where if I'm not using something, I just want to get rid of it. Like I don't like having things, uh, that I don't need or don't use or don't want. Like I'm not that sort of person when I, uh, I recently moved flats. When I moved flats, I didn't have a lot of stuff. And I never have whenever I moved from place to place. I don't have much stuff. And when I move flats, if there's stuff that I think, how often do I use that? Then I'll just chuck it. There isn't a thing in my head that goes, yeah, yeah, but you might use it in future. No. If I need it in future, I'll get another one in the future when I eventually come around to needing it. I never, I'm just not that sort of person. I don't like having a lot of stuff uh if anything having stuff irritates me um so yeah i think i i'm a lot more free with things like that so that doesn't bother me um and then what you said about you wake up to worry yeah i do the opposite if i'm worrying about something i put myself to sleep because then i don't have to worry about it and i i think one thing that really stuck with me is when i was younger i remember i don't know if it was like my mom someone in my family not sure 
But I think it was my mum saying, like, I'll sleep on it because everything seems better in the morning. And I remember that really stuck with me. So now (laughs) I think I just took that as gospel and now I'll just sleep on (laughs) whatever. Because I think, like, yeah, once I've had a nice sleep, it'll be fine. So I do the opposite where I, if I'm really worried about something, I'll usually just like shut down. If anything, I'll get really tired because I'm worried and I'll just go to sleep. So it's weird, like in the sense that I know it's not very common for like a lot of the time if people are stressed or worried, they'll have not slept very much. But yeah, I'm the opposite. I'll just put myself to sleep because then when I wake up, I'm sure I'll feel fresher and be fine. So um And like, I've got this watch recently that I've got for running because we're running a half marathon soon. So uh, I've got this watch that's helping me track that, but it also tracks my sleep. And I've been having a look at my sleep statistics and I've looked at like what normal levels of deep sleep and light sleep are. I have more deep sleep than the average person. So I sleep a lot more. Apparently there isn't an upper limit. The more deep sleep, the better. So I guess that's a good thing. So yeah, like I basically just put myself to sleep. Um, I never, I never wake up in the middle of the night. It's really rare. And if I do wake up in the middle of the night, it's always just because like I need the toilet. So I'll go to the toilet and then be back asleep again, like instantly. I'm not like there have been where I'm from. I went home. I think I was staying there in the summer holidays, my first year of uni. I went home. There was an earthquake, an actual earthquake. I did not wake up. And like, yeah, it was a minor one. It wasn't huge. But I remember the next day, my mum was like, oh my God, I thought someone had crashed their car into the front of our house last night. And then I went to work where I worked at the time and everyone was talking about the massive earthquake in the middle of the night that was massive for England, I guess, because we don't really have big earthquakes. But um, I don't know, we don't have earthquakes. Yeah, yeah. So we had one where I'm from. Uh, I don't think it was uh, nationwide. I'm pretty sure I don't it was. Remember, I don't remember what happened. Here, yeah, so. so it must have just been sort of where I'm from, which, to be fair, where I'm from is kind of sticky outy in England. It's quite it's kind of on the edge. So, um, yeah, we had an earthquake. I did not wake up for it whatsoever. And, you know, like there's sometimes there's been like a really big thunderstorm in the middle of in the middle of the night and you go to work the next day and everyone's like, oh, that thunderstorm last night kept me up from like two till four. No, I've never had that. Never. Nothing ever wakes me up. I used to go to sleep before, uh, like on New Year's Eve when I was younger, I used to go to sleep and be like, wake me up at midnight. And then I'd wake up the next morning, I'd be really annoyed and I'd like have a go at my mum, like, you were supposed to wake me up at midnight. She'd be like, I tried. I was in your room, I was pulling you, I was saying Scarlet, nothing. I just, yeah, I'm not a, I'm a really deep sleeper and I can get to sleep a lot. I think I've mentioned it quite a few times on the podcast. So yeah, I think that is one of my coping strategies is to just... If I'm asleep, then I can't worry about it. Yeah, that is true, I suppose. Uh, I have noticed that if you are stressed or worried about something, you tend to nap in the day. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, it's probably... But I think part of that is what you said of me just trying to put it off, like just trying to pretend it's not happening. So, yeah, I'll just be like, oh, I'll go to sleep because then it's not happening. I am like that. I am a pretender that it's not happening. I try and just put it to one side like I'll I'll have the thought and then I'll go oh no 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 I don't want to think about that right now I'll think about that later 
and then just push it into some weird like mind box. Yeah, yeah, whereas I I need to know what it is and I need it gone. Yeah. So I can't I can't do that. I can't push it to one side. I, I it will come out in everything. And like I said, if I don't know what it is, I will make it about something just so I know what it is. So I'll pick stuff and I worry about little things that don't really matter just because I need it to to have a name, I suppose. I need to know what it's about. Uh, so, yeah, if I don't know, I'll make it so I know what it is. Um, but like I said, I've always, I've always had it. And like you said, the when you talk about it, that helps with me and you when you've had a problem that I've managed to finally like crowbar it out of you. Um, <laughs> you will talk about it and then you feel better. Yeah. Or you'll have the meltdown and then you'll feel better. <laughs> um, like with you, there's always this like bit where you've had it, it will pass, you feel better. With me, that doesn't happen. So even if on the rare occasions I've had a meltdown about it, I don't feel better after. No. When I've had a shutdown about it, there's no difference. And when I've talked about it, uh, I don't feel relieved or like there's been some sort of closure or it's been resolved. With me, it just eventually will stop. There will come a point where I'm not worried about it anymore. Yeah. Um, but there is no way of speeding that up or making that happen. It will just happen at some point. Um or it'll get replaced by a different one. Yeah. So with me, there's always something. So it'll either the worry will run its course or I'll find a new one that takes over. So eventually the old one will disappear because I'm worried about a new thing. Um, so I, I kind of do it that way. But I would say that there's always something on the go. There's always something that I'm thinking about. And like I said, I wouldn't say that there's ever been a point where I had nothing. Uh, it's just sometimes I have these breaks where I'm worried about it, but it's a really minor worry. So um, it's there, but it's it's so like weak that it it's not able to like um, overpower the other many thoughts that are constantly going on in my head. So it, it's there, but you know I'm I'm too busy thinking some irrelevant thing about. Uh, who named colours or something, you know? Yeah. So that's when I'm having, like, my downtime where I'm having, like, weirder thoughts about other stuff that is just general, I wonder why this or I wonder why that or how did this ever happen? I wouldn't say that's worrying, like, because I do that all the time. No, I'm not saying that's worrying. Oh, okay. I'm saying that I'm having those thoughts, so the thing I'm worried about isn't getting any, like, brain time because I'm having one of those days. And that's the periods where I would say that I'm the most relaxed or the most distracted is where it's it's trying to make itself known to me, but I'm too busy thinking, you know, just odd stuff like, uh, you know, how did elephants evolve to the way they have, or like that kind of thing. Yeah, but then the But then the times where I'm super worried, uh, I can't, I'll have like sometimes three or four different worries all at the same time. Yeah. Um. So I think, oh, I've got to sort this, but then when this is sorted, I've got to sort that. And then when that's sorted, I've got to do this. But what about this and what about that? So there's still the jumping about that I would do anyway, but it's it's jumping about between worries. So sometimes it's it's constant. But I wouldn't say that I've ever got like one strong overpowering worry. I would say there's one like boss worry 
and then it's got like weird little minion worries that are like knocking about with it yeah whereas i think we so i think that's where we differ i think you're probably always a little bit worried about something yeah whereas with me i don't think i'm always maybe i am but like subconsciously i don't think i'm always like worrying but i think when i do worry it tends to be quite big and quite strong but uh, it it definitely happens less frequently i don't like say so I don't, not I don't sweat the small stuff because some of the things that I get worked up about are so irrelevant. But um, like I, I tend to not worry that much about the littler things. Um, but then yeah, like same as you, I, I always have weird thoughts. I mean, my thoughts are sometimes I'll do like Sudoku puzzles in my head. Yeah. That that like that's ridiculous. Sometimes I'll just be like wait, I've made this puzzle wrong because I can't possibly have put an eight there and an eight there because I can't put an eight there. Like, I'll make up my own Sudoku puzzles in my head or sometimes I solve Rubik's Cubes in my head. I don't know if anyone else does this weird... I do, like, puzzles in my head um, quite a lot. I do maths in my head a lot. Um, oh, no, I, I hate puzzles full stop. Yeah, I know. There's no way I do it in my head. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I do maths in my head uh, quite a lot of the time, like random stuff. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I love stuff like that. So I think that takes over a lot of like my my brain time. And then, yeah, just random thoughts about like, I wonder why that ever happened. And would this be possible? Um, but yeah, like puzzles and maths and stuff. I do a lot of like translation in my head if I hear a sentence and I'll be like oh I wonder what that would be in French and then like try and work it out because my French is not as good as it used to be so I'll, sometimes I do that just for a bit of like a, a refresher um and I think because I've got all of those thoughts going on then yeah just, you know push and like we said last week like I think I think stuff slower than the average person so like if I'm thinking about solving a Sudoku puzzle in my head can't also be thinking about something else because like my thoughts are quite quite mellow <laughs> like they come in nice and slowly so if I think when the worry gets in there then it's like a long processing for me so I think that's why it becomes like a big thing because I've had to it's gone you know it's taken me like an hour to fully substantiate this worried thought yeah but the time I'm finished with it I'm like oh this is big this is serious but yeah I uh Yes. Close your eyes, sorry. You've got an eyelash and it's annoying me. There we go. Yes. What did I say yes? You just said yes. You just strung all over how your thoughts work and then said yes. Oh, did I go on a tangent there? A little bit. Oh, it's because I was looking at that Rubik's Cube and then I was thinking, oh, that's something I do. Yeah. Um, but, like, obviously I'm convinced that the way this works and the level of the worry is definitely related to being on the spectrum. Yeah. And Everybody worries. Everybody has it. It's a natural thing. I imagine it's some sort of weird survival thing that humans have because I can't imagine that animals worry all that much in comparison. So I imagine it's something that humans have evolved for a reason. So everybody does it. It's not something that's exclusive to autism. You know what? It might be <laughs> a little bit of a side tangent, but like animals probably worry a lot about like being eaten. Well, this is what I mean. I would and say we I, don't have that fear anymore. Well, no, so I, I wouldn't even. To... I wouldn't even. I don't know. I would say that it is related to some sort of survival thing. I imagine worry has its place and is 
a positive and is something we need to do. I imagine those that say you had some sort of weird disorder where you're it was you were incapable of worry. Yeah. I feel like there'd be some reason why that's dangerous. Oh, it must be, yeah. Because I, I think for animals, a lot of the time, like surely if they worry, it's going to be, where am I going to get food from? Where am I going to get water from? Where am I going to get shelter from? And how yeah. am I going to stop being eaten? Whereas like as humans, especially, I mean, thankfully for us, because we are not living in poverty in England. No. Um, but I know it's not the case for everyone in England or around the world, but like we don't worry about where we're going to get food, shelter, water, or um, yeah. not being eaten from. So yeah, we're going to place, I guess, those natural feelings into other stuff, which <laughs> a lot of the time is more minute. So everybody does it, but... Yeah. Um... I would say that there's the way that people on the spectrum do it is it's different um, and it's there, but I feel like it's not as necessary or as not as uh, needed as it is. Uh, and yeah, I think I don't know if it's got something to do with like how we interpret emotions or the empathy sympathy thing, but I feel like we definitely do it on a thing. I mean, and that's that's how I feel. Um, I mean, what about you? Do you feel like these things we've talked about in this episode is something that everybody does or would you say that because of our you know autism um it definitely has an effect on the level of worry how we worry and that kind of thing well yeah i think i think um that with autism it's not that because yeah i think nt people of course they worry they worry all the time like everyone does especially in the I think we've built, you know, the more technologies come along and the more you have to rely on money to get things. I think we've probably made our worry levels way worse. It's why more people are stressed. And Yeah, yeah I suppose, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I know there's a lot of people that obviously anxiety seems to be on the rise in general. Yeah. Um, and I don't, it's one of those things that like, and this is a side thing and we're doing a lot of side things, but I know. this episode's like, it's, it's coming to an end now anyway. So <laughs> like, it, it's fine because I like to have like these weird thoughts and stuff. Like, but I remember I wrote a blog post a while ago. I mean, a while ago, like a couple of years ago now about if autism was on the rise and if more and more people were becoming autistic. But I don't, I couldn't decide whether it was or it's just because awareness of it is yeah. more known now that more people are getting diagnosed that just should have been. There's loads of people out there that don't even know they're autistic and don't know they have Asperger's or, you know, some other level of autism. Yeah. They're just unaware of it because they're not, that their awareness of it themselves isn't that good. The people they know don't know it that much. I mean, it's how I got to 26 before I was diagnosed. Um, and there's a lot of people that are on our group and that kind of thing. Same for them. So I couldn't, initially I thought that autism was just becoming more and more. And I remember like when I first got diagnosed, it was something like one in a thousand people were on the spectrum. And now I think I heard a statistic recently that suggests it's one in a smaller number. I, can't I think it's one in a hundred. Something like that. But then I thought, does that mean the autism's on the rise or is awareness of it more out there now that more people are recognizing that they have it or they know someone that's got it? And it's just, it's not that it's becoming more and more... I mean, there's some people that believe like that it's it's becoming a more thing because, you know, there's some theories out there that it's got something to do with evolution of humans mm. or, you know, whatever you believe on that thing of it. I, I haven't really looked too much into it because that would require me to read some stuff. But mm -hmm. um, 
I wonder with anxiety, anxiety if it's the same. I like you said, technology and the way the world and the way everything sort of developed is anxiety on the rise, and more and more people are growing anxieties about things like money and you know that kind of thing. And obviously, depending on some other stuff that's going on where you are. Um, or is it that the mental awareness is obviously becoming more and more of a thing now? There's mental awareness weeks, mental awareness days. Do you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing, campaigns, groups, that kind of thing, that Facebook, social media seems to be getting it out there. That anxiety is not on the rise. It's just more people are recognizing that they have anxiety. Uh, and before they just thought, you know, get over it. It's, yeah. it's fine. It's, there's loads of stuff like that where it's spreading. So, um, yeah, I, I wonder if if it is becoming more and more of a thing that people are developing or if it's just that more and more people are getting aware that they've then gone, wait, maybe I have this. And then are going and finding out and then, you know, their voice is being heard. They're putting themselves on social media and then they're another like statistic, which is making the one in whatever number smaller, you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Where was that going? I have no idea. You know, it made me think about which <laughs> another tangent. But like with me, like, yeah, I probably think that we're uh, as a species probably causing ourselves more uh, issues because of the things that are important to us now are slightly different to the other things. But it's to do with like my, uh, I guess, my special interest or like one of the things that I'm slightly obsessed with is like the way that we're naturally meant to be as humans as opposed to what we are now and I do a lot of research into what would we have been like if we weren't like if we hadn't progressed with technology and if we'd stayed like wild animals um and that's like a big thing for me and I try a lot to sort of preserve my own um almost being like that I mean when you first met me you referred to me as feral yeah but that's (laughs) that's kind of yeah, I mean that was that was different reasons. Yeah. Uh, it's got nothing to do with the thing you just said. Why I used to call you that, um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's just interesting. I just wanted to know if the way we worry, if worry is something that, like, say, uh, oh, that was it. Like, if you think but, we worry, I'm oh, sorry, I, sorry, I remember. I'm sorry, but like, if our worry is uh, is a, the way we worry is a trait of being on the spectrum. Um, and I would say yes, because I think that, but equally, obviously, I've been in relationships with NT people. I know a lot of NT people, and they've spoke to me about their worries and what they think about and what's going on with them. Uh, and when they've explained to me how it works and how their brain works and how the processes of worry are working for them, it does make me think um, that, no, it's not the same. Um, but No, then- I think it's different. I think, like, the fact that we worry is probably the same. But, yeah, I think the the process, like you said, is it's a different process. And often, like, with people on the spectrum, the worries are usually about different things as well. Not always. I think, like, people on the spectrum and neurotypical people can, you know, we can both worry about money or uh jobs or houses things like that that can be a worry for everyone but i think that more often than not nt worries are different to uh autistic worries like some of the things that i would worry about an nt person would be like why on earth are you worried about yeah. that yeah i've definitely 100 percent been told that yeah so, like where i've said um this is what i'm worried about and i've had friends just go who worries about that yeah but then equally uh someone can say to me like oh i'm worried that uh that i'm never gonna get married or like have children and i can go 
why? <laughs> like, I know that there are NT people that would think why, and uh, there are Asperger people that would worry about that as well. But do you know what I mean? Like, I think there's a difference. I, a lot of the time, the more sort of bigger life things that are more common for NT folk to worry about. Yeah. Um, okay, then. Then, uh, yeah. Thank you for listening. I'm sorry for the maybe the bit of the tangents at the end. Yes. Uh, but that's, you know, it's like a lot of our episodes are like that. Yeah. Uh, like trying to do a podcast with me in general is not the easiest. Uh, trying to have a conversation with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I mean, I've gone off on tangents on this uh, episode, but I think it would be, uh, I think it'd be funny for maybe like if people could watch a typical conversation between me and you when you're doing the talking because there are quite a lot of times where we have conversations but it's more sort of you or the talker and I input little bits but it is funny you because it is like there's a a main conversation yeah and then there's like four other mini conversations that are just sort of dotted out in between yeah it's like having an anthology of conversations when you have a conversation with me I'll have an overarching main conversation but I'll keep dipping into other little stories at the time um and that's just I mean, I'm surprised that our episodes are as coherent as they are. Uh, like, because I, oh, I don't know. Like, it, it, it's good, but like, if we if we ever had to do anything, if I ever had to talk for longer than this, you know, it, it would be it, it's a difficult. And I'm sure any of those listen episodes, there are times where I have dipped into stuff where you just think, like, what's he talking about? <laughs> and I sometimes forget what I'm talking about. Yeah, sometimes it's funny. We'll be having a conversation, the main part of the conversation. You'll have dipped in and out a bit, and there's still the main conversation. You'll have dipped out, gone so deep into this tangent that we've ended the conversation on the tangent. And sort of two hours later, you'll just start talking again, like we're back in the yeah. the main conversation. It's funny. See, it? I would say that, like... Uh, Considering for this, these episodes, I would say I'm quite focused. Yeah, you are. You do really well. <laughs> Considering what it's normally like talking <laughs> to me. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We had thank a lot of listening. messages this week. Yes, we have. Yeah, thank you for writing us messages. And again, like um, any thoughts on this episode, feel free to post them in the page, private messages or whatever, because... These are the sort of things like the worrying, the re- the relaxing. Like when we do topics on what we do... I don't know about you. I'm always really curious to hear what other people are like. Um, I really enjoyed on the last one that we did on relaxing. There were people commenting like I'm, I mean, let's face it. No one was team Scarlett on the last one. Everyone was team Nikki. Because uh, yeah. yeah, my thought processes are bizarre. And yeah, I, I thought they would be. We've had a comment on something about I'm more team Nikki or team Scarlett. And then I found that funny that referring to team Nikki yeah, and team we, Scarlett we loved that uh, uh, so I've been now keeping a tally that I've been telling Scarlett every time that somebody's joined my team uh, and yeah you were, I, you're annoyed because I'm winning yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I love it um, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm winning because uh, most people said that they're usually team Scarlett right but um, I, I knew that with my thought processes like I think there's just there's just something wrong with my brain on that like, but I, I don't know I, I would say like I mean, once again, like the the benefit, I suppose, of this podcast is obviously we raise awareness and that kind of thing. But because you're female and on the spectrum, um, I feel like the female perspective on a lot of stuff isn't that rep- representative in comparison anyway. 
Uh, there's a lot more guys on the spectrum out there. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of research into autism, especially Asperger's, has been done with like male subjects. Yeah, that's um, true. So like, it's good to to listen to like some of this stuff. Obviously, some of your stuff that you do and say is not particularly because of gender. Yeah, yeah. But there are things that you say that, do you know what I mean, like are completely different between the two yeah, of us like, because of gender. I don't know with the worrying one, it'd be interesting to see what people say, but I don't know whether the keeping it in is generally a more see like I guess like female mentality but also like we may or may not at some point do like an episode on gender because I know a lot of people I think have, we've done a gender episode uh yeah but I mean more like on gender is in like because a lot of people post on our wall with like they almost identify as autistic rather than like male or female which I totally like I totally understand that and I I can relate to that but like so yeah, I don't want to like put it in like a weird female to male box, but I know what you mean in that. Yeah, I think I well, don't I know. know I some, don't. I know there are some quite substantial differences between male and female people with Aspergers, because uh, that's why there's not much research into female Aspergers. But I also know that's why women are much harder to diagnose, diagnose and identify because. A lot of the criteria that's used to spot Asperger's tend to be things that are more inherently male traits. Yeah. So uh, I know that that's why there's a lot of females out there that haven't been diagnosed that know they are or know they are have been to get diagnosed and then can't get a diagnosis because the particular area they're in, the method they're using is, do you know what I mean, like male aimed at male. So you have to have a lot of the male traits to get a diagnosis. And there's some traits that are like almost exclusively female. I mean, admittedly, I have a lot of the female traits. Yeah, you do. In comparison to other males I've met on the spectrum, I actually have quite a few female ones. And the person that diagnosed me told me this. I think I have like five or six ones that she believed were more female traits that I seem to have. But Yeah, because obviously they're not um, mutually exclusive. But I think the one of the more common female ones is the masking and... Like yeah. being really good masking, which obviously is something you're really good at. But I think may- maybe with this particular topic on worrying, me like keeping it all in probably is linked in a way to masking. I don't know whether like there would be more sort of females doing the keeping it in as opposed to yeah. your sort of talking about. But yeah, I, I, I love hearing people's opinions. So like if you want to write it on the wall, message us about it. Just uh yeah, keep us updated on what your specific sort of if you have any specific traits to do with worrying or how you tackle it yeah uh, and what maybe what gets you worried yeah yeah if you feel like worry is quite a dominant thing for you it is for me um it is quite uh yeah dominant it has quite a dominant presence in my day-to-day uh and it's yes it's the same for you and if you cope because uh, a lot like say last week some people did some relaxation suggestions and some of them made sense to me and i am um, considering trying some of them out um, so yeah, that's good. But yeah, we'll post uh, this. This will go out like usual places: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, yeah. iTunes, all the places you can find it. Um, if you're listening to this and you're not on the Facebook page, like the Facebook page, we've got an Instagram page. Although I've been terrible at posting anything, I haven't posted anything in like three weeks now. Okay, we're totally. We'll post some stuff today. Yeah. Stuff will go up today. Um, and yeah that's it we have a private group feel free to join we're letting everybody in there is i think there's 200 people in there now unless you're a bot we're not letting bots in yeah we've had to start screening now because there's been a few yeah bots gone in there but they're easy to spot i guess you've just got to look at it tells you like 
some stuff about their profile and then you look at it and you're like, no, this isn't real. And, so I'm not letting any of them in. Yeah, um, and we're, we're not like policing the page as such, but obviously... We, everybody's really well behaved on yeah, there, so like for, we don't need to. But like we... we definitely don't tolerate like making people feel uncomfortable in like you know of course share your opinions like you're allowed to have an opinion but i'm more talking you know like the uh the creepy sort of no like stalking or anything we've we've only had like one incident but you know if you yeah which has been resolved there's like yeah, you yeah. Know, but, that yeah, but we haven't had to like everybody on there's like great you're all helping yeah, each everyone's other been really, really friendly. everybody's talking to people everybody's replying to everything um yeah it's fine uh it's all going well so yeah feel free to join the facebook group it's a like i said it's a private group but uh i check for new member requests daily as much as i can so i've been letting everybody in there and if you've got anything you want to ask everybody in there's got loads of knowledge and everybody knows lots of stuff in there uh, so like I, I haven't seen a question that's gone up that hasn't been like had an answer like at least more than one answer to yeah. so uh, and like not even by us like a lot of the times I don't actually write replies to stuff because I think what I'm going to reply and then I see that three other people have like already thought it and explained it better than I ever could yeah so I tend to you'll just see a like you'll see a like from them Asperger's what that usually means is I've read it and gone yeah this this is what I would have said yeah one thing I want to say if you if you particularly want us to answer which I would probably say is not always the best like I think there are people in the group that so, yeah, but are you, really good but if you do specifically want, want our us, opinion private message us feel free to do both like private message and put it on the page because there's so many good ideas and suggestions coming from the page that i would recommend that people are brilliant but yeah if it is specific to us private messages because we we do get around to responding yeah. to those like it might it probably won't be instant because we do actually get quite not to toot our own horn we get quite a lot of private messages i love it but yeah we we'll get around to answering those and like as best we can but yeah. definitely like the page is a really helpful resource right that's it this episode's yes. now at an hour and 30 okay so sorry we, sorry we rambled we need to get going yes okay thank you so much for yeah, listening thanks everyone again bye <laughs>